7 through 11. You can turn me more down. <coughs> I'll speak loud enough, I think. Um, as we're turning there, um, I'll just turn me way more down because I have this. Um, as we're turning there, just remembering where we've been in First John and and continuing in First John. Um, John has this uh, has this wish that these people he's writing to will have a right view of who Jesus is and who God is. And so he's writing to them that his joy may be uh, complete, uh, the joy that they would understand clearer who God is and, um, and therefore act in the way that John's trying to encourage them to do. Uh, and so last week we heard that Jesus is our advocate. He's the one who intercedes for us, advocates before God. He's also a propitiation, our sin offering, uh, that takes away sin so we can be reconciled to God. John reminds remind his readers that John has seen and he's heard Jesus teach. He's touched his risen body. Um, and now he has ascended to the Father and the Father has no sin at all. And he's only light. And he invites us into Kunia, into fellowship with him and Jesus Christ. And we can, we can be cleansed by his blood that takes away all sin as we repent and confess. So the, he's going to continue to explain to the people what it looks like to follow Jesus and where they are going wrong. And so today we have an old commandment new and old commandment and he continues his metaphors of light and darkness as well and continues to point to Jesus as the true light and we should be walking having a lifestyle of walking in the light but let's uh, read uh, together from 2 7 to 11 oh damn. Beloved, I am writing you no new commandment, but an old commandment that you've heard from the beginning. The old commandment is that the word that you've heard, at the same time it is a new commandment that I'm writing to you, which is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. Whoever says he's in the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. Whoever loves his brother abides in light, and in him there is no cause for stumbling. But whoever hates his brother is in darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he is going because darkness has blinded his eyes. New commandment, old commandment. <laughs> Yes, both. Uh, John writes, I'm writing no new commandment, but an old commandment that you heard from the beginning. The old, command, the old commandment is the word that you heard. If we heard the word about Jesus, they've experienced who Jesus is. Um, 
But last week, John was talking to them as little children. This time, he talks to them as beloved. And so, beloved is that word, abbeutus, which is used 61 times. Uh, and it's loved, beloved, dear, worthy of love. Um, and so he is continuing this relation, this explaining this relationship with the people there, uh, in a way that he conveys that he loves them. Um, when I heard the part, it's no old, it's no new commandment. Then one of the commandments that I had learned over time was not really a new commandment. It's this one, because maybe uh, uh, Susan wrote. Love the Lord your God, not wrote, she read Deuteronomy 6, which is love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. But even before, in Leviticus, we have this one. And Jesus quotes both. You should not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of your own people, but you should love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. So the, when Jesus sums up the law in those two, in Deuteronomy 6 and in, in Leviticus, he is taking together these things that are not new. They have been there from the beginning. And so it's not necessarily new for them. But what then is new? Well, it's new. The, new, new, the newness is how Jesus lives it out. And... Because he says, at the same time, it is a new commandment that I'm writing to you. Which is true in him and in you. Because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. So, so John comes to them and says, well, you know these old commandments. About loving God and about loving your neighbor. Um, in Jesus. You have seen Jesus live. And you have understood that when he lives this out you've seen well even as John writes in John's gospel that when the light comes into the world the darkness flees and cannot get a hold of him he's saying that when we are in in Jesus uh, well Jesus does that and in him then the darkness is passing away so for us that might last until Jesus comes back but it's being pushed away and we're not choosing to walk in darkness. Um, and he's saying, because the true light is already shining. And Jesus. And then he says, um, this is uh, Jesus saying to his disciples in the Gospel of John, a new commandment I give you, that you should love one another, just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my, di my disciples if you love one another. So old commandment, new commandment, well, it's actually an old one, but the new part is how Jesus lives it out and explains it to them. Now you're supposed to love God, all your heart, my soul, and strength, and your neighbor is yourself. And now... You should love one another as I have loved you. So it's Jesus taking those uh, commandments and showing them practically how to do that. He 
he's, he, like we did in Matthew, he does, Jesus doesn't just teach, he lives it out and shows it to people. This is how you love your neighbor. And we saw, we saw even when Jesus confronts his enemies, he gives them the gospel every time. So he even loves his enemies like that. And all of us, as it says, were his enemies. So he even lays his down, <laughs> he lays his life down for his enemies. And I think maybe that's actually the next verse. Oh, no, there. But I think that's actually, I'll put that in here, because I think this is one of the quotes that I thought was actually interesting, because, <coughs> because sometimes when people talk to us and they're not believers, they're like, well, you can't do this, and you can't do this, and you can't do this, or you have to do this. Well, I think one of the reasons, one of the ways we can see that darkness is being removed from us is that when our love for God begins to motivate us to obey God's commandments. Not because we have to, but because we want to. Because God has changed us. So we don't see the, we don't see the commandments as burdensome. You have to love God while you have my soul strength and your neighbor, and you're like, oh, I don't want to do that. Well, the, 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 the guy here says, well, well, when the love of God transforms us, it motivates us to obey God's commands without even thinking about it. Whenever a person is acting out of Christian love, he obeys God and serves others, not others because of fear, but because of his love that has transformed him. I think that's a very good way of looking at the commandments of God. They're not there to, like, to, um, what do you call it, to press us down. No, they're there that if we understand them correctly, to lift us up and understand God's love for us. So I thought, I just thought, I think that's what we can be blinded to when we're like, oh, I can't do this. Well, that's the reason why you can't do this. There's a better way, there's a love that can transform you so you will see why that is not good for you. And so the, 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 maybe the point in the question is, uh, have we experienced this? Have we been loved by people in the fellowship like this? Do we love one another like this? What did it do to you when you were loved like this? Did you see God's love clearly? What does it do to you when you love people like this? Because what John, uh, by this all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. In a time of... Uh, outrage and hate on the internet and social media, a community of people from all over the world that love each other will be maybe seem very strange. So this is one way we clearly can show the whole world who Jesus is, is by loving one another. 
in verse uh, in verse nine, John goes into this conversation again, where he is trying to correct some misunderstandings of who Jesus is. Because he wants to confront some people, and maybe last time I talked about these two different people, but here we have a group that w maybe would say that they can walk in hate towards one another and still understand who God is. So he says, whoever says he is in the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. So let's say it's the licentious group from last time. No, 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 I can hate my brother and still be in light. And John's saying, no, no, you have misunderstood who God is and what he has done, if that is your experience. If, if you think that you are allowed to hate somebody else when the Lord has provided for you salvation, redemption, Adoption into the family of God, grace and mercy. Then where is the part where you get to hate somebody else? If this was done for you. You must be in darkness. If you can claim that you have a right to hate someone. When all this has been done for you. And John was a he is blind and in darkness and then if you jump down because whoever hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and he has no idea where he is going because his eyes has been blinded so John's being very clear and saying no no you cannot and he's going after people's hearts he's saying well the root of hate and evil and bitterness it's supposed to be it's supposed to be continuously flushed out by light so that darkness doesn't take a hold of you and if you say that that's okay well then like jesus says you are so dark you're in such darkness that what you think is light is darkness and you are headed on a path where you are stumbling around hurting yourself and others and being in the way you live, a stumbling block for others, and, and other people would even fall and cause sin and destruction. So, you know, we can't say that, oh, I have a right to hate my brother if I have experienced the kindness and love of Jesus. Then I must bring this to God and say why do those things arise in me and James talks about it he says it's all your own desires that I war within you that's why you're quarreling because like how can we say we love Jesus if we hate the people Jesus died for and this reconciles us to God we must be in darkness and we can cause other people to stumble and fall down. But on the other way, verse 10, whoever loves his brother abides in Jesus. 
Whoever loves his brother abides in the light, in Jesus. And in him there's no cause for stumbling. So the, the transformed heart and mind in Christ that understands the forgiveness and mercy that we've, been that we've been giving when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God, then we can show by his love in us that we are walking in light. As he was saying in the beginning, that that, that darkness is being uh, moved out of us. Uh, which is true in you because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. That the true light is already shining in us and, and, and removing those things from us. So it's what John has been wanting for these people is to, uh, to adjust their understandings of who God is. Because, you know, they were like, oh, we can sin all the more. And we're like, we have no sin. And now there's like, the con he's confronting them with like, but what's your heart's attitude towards one another? Is it motivated and understood that it's the love of Christ that transforms you so do you can love your neighbor and the people in the fellowship? And then the beautiful part is also it's it's the reverse of the other one. He says like because if you live then if you live this way, then you're not going to be somebody people stumbles over. If you live in Jesus's light, walk in His commandments, and because you've been transformed by His love, then people are gonna are not going to look at your life, and then start doing all sorts of foolish things and fall into sin. That the that's the contrast to the person that's walking in hate and blindness because people if if people mirror what they do then people will fall and stumble but here he says no, there's no stumbling if if we walk in the light with Jesus and then we learned a couple of weeks ago that walking is it's not just like we're walking it's it's the way we live so that's the metaphor of like we live with Jesus in the light, transformed by God's love, and that the darkness is being moved out of us. Not that we hop a darkness and evil, because then it looks as we have misunderstood what Jesus has done for us. And... And so it's it's this encouragement from John to reject reject the the things that maybe pop up in us and be like, well, I I can do this, and but we can look at Jesus' life and it's like that is not how Jesus lived, and we can say like, no, no, I want to live for the glory of God and in Christ, so we can lay these things down and ask. Oh, Lord, no, I want to not be a person that makes people stumble. 
and what make he people hate um, or be full of hate and darkness or walking one's own way because then we cannot have fellowship with the Father. That the great offer we've been given is come and have fellowship with, with uh, me, John says, and Jesus and God, because we are together in Christ. But he's like, you can't have that if you harbor hate against your brother, because then you are blind and you don't understand what Jesus has done. So he's confronting the two things. There's the understanding that we can, by our actions and our life, reject who Jesus is, being unwilling to come to Jesus, having a wrong view of who God is and what Jesus' life, death, and resurrection does. That can and probably will lead to hate and self-centeredness and an entitlement and therefore a misunderstanding of who God is. We have to, when maybe some of this happens, we have to like, well, Jesus didn't just die for me. He actually died for the people that would come. And those are the people around me. So how am I to hate people for whom God loved and Jesus shed his blood? Because when we were in our deepest need, Jesus saw it. And our great rebellion is against God. And he came to take away our sin so we could have forgiveness in God. Then how can we act like the wicked servant in the story? We got showed so much mercy, but then we will show no mercy. It seemed like we have misunderstood who Jesus is. So Jesus is just really just trying to help the people. And I think it's the same for us today. When, when we find things in our heart that's not supposed to be there, are we going to go to Jesus? And, and like earlier it says, we can be cleansed of our sin as we confess them. Or will we have our unforgiveness because we think we have the right to somehow be God and judge that we are okay to walk in darkness and harbor this hate towards people that God has already shed his blood or his, Jesus has shed his blood for to save it's truly if we are there we are in darkness but instead let's run to the light let's run to Jesus Let's help one another to be the light so we can see these obvious things that are not okay. Here we talk about hate, but it can be all sins. Like it, it's like if we accept gossip, if we accept um, all sins of any kind, then we're starting to bring some darkness over it. It was one time we had even legalism and, uh, and other things. If we start accepting those things, we're, we're darkening one another instead of, no, Jesus... Let us be the community of light that, 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 that you are the light and removes all those things. And that we will walk in that way by the grace and mercy of God. 
by the power of the Holy Spirit that Jesus would help us walk in the light that he showed to us. And so just like John, that's the hope for that's the hope for me as we're going through through this book that when we encounter these things like, okay, Lord, is there attitudes and thoughts towards you that are not right and towards my fellow believers? How can I continue to to be amazed at who God is? How can I so in our house, we were just like so thankful. Kalina was so, so excited, so thankful Thursday because the sun was shining. And it was warm. And it's been a stinky cold winter. And then the week before, it was just windy. And, and so just going to God saying, I want to be as excited about you as I am when we come out of darkness and winter. But I think it's just like, are we continuously, when, I don't know about what you get excited about, what, when you get excited about something, is that a prayer to God? Like, I want to be as excited about you as I, about, I am about this thing. And I know it sounds silly, and it's not about the thing, but I think it's about cultivating our, our affections for who God is. Because I think if we do that, then we won't be lured into the other ones because we will see that they don't lead anywhere they just lead to sin and destruction and, blind, and blindness but instead being being pulled in by God about and that's why Myers is saying the same that's why it's so important that we continue to be amazed by who God is and by how he communicates to us through his scriptures how amazing God is because when we have a right understanding of who he is and we're transparent for his love, it will come out of us. But John's also a warning that if we don't do that, there's a chance we will not do that. And he doesn't want that for them. He wants them, as he's writing in second and, and third John, he's like, no, I'm just so happy to hear people walking in the truth. That's, that's, that's what he wants for them. And so that's which is where we at with with this with John today. So so we are asking, let us walk in light, being transformed by God and His love towards us, so we can love others. Amen. Lord, Heavenly Father, such a such a simple such a simple message we just need to know who you are and be transformed by your love and mercy and kindness and then 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 we can live it out by the power of your holy spirit but lord just because it's simple doesn't it it does not always mean that it's easy for us so that's why i'm asking and pleading for you that you would help each of us to be more aware of who you are and your glory and your kindness and goodness to us. That that will continue to transform who we are because we have a right understanding of who you are. And it will always be motivated by your kindness, your glory, your honor, and your praise and our good and that 
we will see that and we will live that out in worship to you and into service and love for one another. Lord, we, God, we pray against the enemy and all the effects of the enemy and Satan's sin and death and our own sinfulness. That you shield us from those things. That you open our eyes to see them so we can renounce them and, and get rid of them. That they will have no hold in our fellowship and that we will be strong enough and encourage one another to, to say, no, no, that's not the way. There's a better way when we fall. But we encourage one another towards you, Jesus. So we ask that. And it's only you that can do it through your power. So we ask him that you would just that you would open up our eyes and ears to hear, to see, and to act day by day in love, obedience, because we have been changed by who we are. So we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen.